welcome to Realizing Your Potential, a leadership podcast from Accolade Wines. Accolade Wines is a leading wine company with famous wine brands loved around the world, including Hardee's, St. Hallett, Grant Burge, Bannerock Station, House of Arras, and Echo Falls. The show was originally recorded for our people as a learning and development tool, but due to popular demand, the Realizing Your Potential podcast is now available on Spotify and iTunes. We're your hosts. I'm Sophie Ellis, your learning and development specialist. And I'm Martin Martino, a learning and development consultant. In this first series, we interview experts within Accolade Wines for their leadership tips and advice as we build a high performance culture. Please get in touch with Accolade Wines on LinkedIn if you want to contribute or with any questions or comments. So let's get started. In this episode, we're going to explore strength-based goal setting. Strength-based goal setting is about identifying the unique talents and strengths that each team member has and setting goals that allow these strengths to be put to good use. Actually, not only put to use, but also developed and built along further. We all know that a surefire way to demotivate someone is to set lots of goals that don't play to their strengths. To talk with us today about setting goals which maximize strengths, we're joined by Ange Murfitt. Ange has already spoken with us in episode one about building high performance culture at Accolade Wines. Ange, it's great to have you back. Could you kick us off by telling us about why it's so important to set goals? I inherently believe that no one turns up to work every day not wanting to do a good job. And so for me, taking the time to ensure that people have good goals is the best way that we can really get them connected into how what they do on a day-to-day basis generally contributes to the broader purpose and strategy of the organisation and they can feel part of that success, yeah? And and for me, that's just so important that people feel like what they do on a day-to-day basis at work, the contribution that they made, you know, there's going to be days when we don't feel it, but more generally they feel that their work is valued and it's making a difference to what we're trying to do as an organisation. I don't know about you, but I find goals to be really motivating and there's a great sense of achievement when you start to complete those goals and you see that work come to fruition, you know. So I think this is a great example, yeah. We planned a whole leadership course called Realising Your Potential, which we've actually run and and people have attended. And now we're doing follow-up work around these podcasts. So that gives you a really sense of pride um, in terms of what you've actually achieved. So that's why it's really important. Yeah, definitely. And I I love how you've touched on how important it is to to celebrate those successes and, and goals allow you to do that because they allow you to recognize your achievements. Goals are super important. I think we're all in agreement. But what actually makes a good goal? Well, first of all, let's put it, your your goal should ladder up to your leaders and your leaders should ladder up to their leaders and then that should ladder up to CEO and then the strategy. So there should be a really good, clear cascade of how goals are set. I think we've all heard about the SMART goal and I think there's a reason why it keeps popping up as what makes a good goal, a good goal should be smart is because actually it is the best way to set goals. And I mean, I think most people know what smart goals are, but for me it is what specifically is it that you need to achieve for this this goal setting period or for the performance year? And then how is that going to be measured so you know how you're going to be successful at that? 
And is there any stretch in that? So is it going to provide you with a little bit more to push you outside of your comfort zone? It should be achievable. It shouldn't be something that you feel completely overwhelmed and you can't can't do it. I would put that more in a kind of developmental goal. And if you think about the developmental concept that we work on, you know, the 70, 20, 10, 70% of our learning will be on the job. And, you know, we talk about wanting to be developed. So I think this is a really great way to actually get that development and have your leader really supporting you in what you want to want to achieve. For me, building stretch into goals really hinges on an open dialogue between the manager and employee without a shared understanding of what the current skill set is and the level of comfort with each task. It is really hard to pitch your goals at the exact right level. And that's really where your open and honest one-to-ones come in. And and for anyone, any employee or any person out there who works with our business who's struggling to think about, well, I don't really know what my development is, is one um, little exercise that I even do personally. So I think about my role now and then I think about what is a role that I might want to do sort of two roles ahead of where I currently am. And I kind of call it a little career ladder. And, you know, it's really quite easy to do. So, for example, like to do your role and then go, okay, what are the things that I think I need or have a conversation with that person that to, to actually be well positioned to get that role? And where are the gaps that I'm missing? What are the things that I might see Ange doing or I might think need to be done to actually achieve that next role? And that's a really good way of distilling down developmental areas and then working on what are those pieces of work in the team or the broader function that I'd like to be able to participate in to potentially get that broader experience to get me better set up for that next career step that I need to take. So that's a very simple tool. I love to pitch myself in that role as well and think about what would my concerns be? Where would I be panicking that maybe I don't know enough? And that can really expose um, those areas as well. That's exactly right. There's lots of conversations that happen in the workplace. And I think you know, everyone's pretty busy, no matter where you work, there's lots going on. It Time is is not hard to fill. And and actually knowing what is going to be a stretch or is a bit of variety to someone's role, what's developmental. I think, you know, what you, you guys are clearly demonstrating is that these conversations aren't just conversations, they're, they're actually being acted on. Yes. Um, and I think that's where the magic happens is we, we know what we want to develop in or stretching or I know what my team member member needs to develop and stretch in and then we actually act on that we we yes. do what we can to put the time in to make it actually happen because that to your point the 70 20 10 that's where the real learning happens we learn through doing exactly don't forget to build in some variety into your role as well yes your performance goals are cascaded but your role is actually made up of lots of different facets and tasks and these should be reflected in your performance goals What's the advice you would give to managers when it comes to goal setting? I think it's really important that as as a leader, you share your team goals. And what I try and do with my team is actually with their stretch goal, work, get them to work cross-functionally. So it fosters really great, you know, team play and team communication and having everyone aware of what, what you're doing for the year. And there's a couple of things that I've actually worked through over the course of my career where sort of breaking down once you set your overall objectives for the year then working with your team to break those down into what I call quarterly rocks 
can sometimes work really well because sometimes I think goals can be a bit overwhelming. If your goal is, for example, one of my goals is work on and increase the employee experience and the employee engagement score, you know, by a certain percentage. Now that's a pretty big goal. But then if I break that down into, okay, what am I going to do in quarter one to work towards that goal? What am I going to do in quarter two? And what am I going to do in three and four? And what are the tasks that sit under that? It can make it feel a bit more manageable. And once you get quarter one out of the way, you can kind of say, tick, I've done that part. I can now focus on quarter two. So sort of breaking those larger goals down into sort of sizable chunks over the course of the quarters can work really, really well. And then I think the other really important thing, not linked so much to, well, linked broadly to goal setting is it's really important to review your goals. And I mean, I'm I'm probably a little bit extreme sometimes, you know, a bit kind of over-prepared but I actually print out my goals and I stick them on the wall in the office in my eyeline. So every time I look up from my computer, I can see them. So I'm constantly kind of referring back to them and then making sure that you're reviewing your goals and that they are still relevant, um, relevant in the sense that you're tracking okay. There's nothing getting in the way that's impeding you to performing and completing those goals or ensuring that, you know, have you changed a role or have you taken on a particular project where the goals that you set at the beginning of the year aren't a particularly relevant anymore and making sure that they they are they are the right goals for you and for you to achieve your best at the end of the year now we've put in place in the mid-year review process for people to review their goals and make sure that they're they're all still aligned to what we need to deliver because things change through the course of the year but really I, I would be having that quarterly discussion with my people about how they're tracking and are they relevant Do you have any examples of lessons you've learned along the way? I think in so many organisations, we see this set and forget mentality. So there's Mm -hmm. a really good intention at the beginning of the year to set goals. And then we go off and we do our work. And then when it comes back to the end of year process, we look at our goals and we go, I didn't really achieve those or I didn't achieve half of them, but I did all this other work which was really important and valuable. But I don't think that's a very satisfying experience for anyone in terms of the whole process. So for me, it's actually two things. It's constantly having those goals top of mind and reviewing them and talking about them and how you're tracking and making sure that they are. And that's not, I don't mean go out and change your whole goals. That's not, but making sure that they continue to be the things, the right things you're working on. And then I think secondly is, you know, breaking those goals down into quarterly chunks so that you can start to sort of see that sense of momentum and kind of I've achieved those three things. Next quarter, I'm going to focus on these three things, you know, to get that to get that done. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks. Two, two great ways to kind of stay on top of goals. Some really practical takeaways from this episode today, Ange, to help us stay on top of goals through the whole performance year. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. Thanks so much. It's been great. So some of you listening to this will be very familiar with the acronym SMART, but just so we're all on the same page, let's briefly talk about why SMART is a great framework for setting goals. So firstly, I think it's a good framework because it stops us falling into the one of the two primary reasons people generally fail at their goals. Those two reasons are either because they're overwhelming and people don't feel motivated by them. And secondly, goals can be too vague and lack specific action steps and especially lack a specified time frame, which is what SMART helps us to give. I'm sure some of you are really familiar with SMART goals and what those look like. But for those who are new to SMART goals, 
There's tons of resources on mind tools and also attached as part of the reading list. If you take one thing away from this conversation around goals, we'd recommend working with your wider team to co-create really meaningful goals for you. And we're talking about goals that are absolutely right, not too easy, not too difficult, and offer the right level of stretch. Catch up on them regularly with your manager or with your people and ensure that they're staying front of mind and we're avoiding that set or forget mentality that Ange mentioned. Use regular development conversations to set motivational development goals too. You can build those into your development plan. That's it for this podcast. We hope you found this episode interesting and the topic sparked your curiosity to find out more. We have plenty of materials and resources to support this episode, so please don't forget to check the show notes. For more leadership content, follow Accolade Wines on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Thanks.